This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on the speed of the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, the I got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you like when I pause like that? I never know what you're. I never know what you're going to say, but you generally say the same thing. So good afternoon. I, I, I was prepared. Have you had a good morning so far? Uh, kind of a busy morning. We did the uh, college show. That's right. That always that takes up a you know, some of our morning and had to get my column done and had a few extra things to do. But, uh, no, it's just a busy day. Um, we got two Bulldog games tonight that you and I are going to be attending. That's right. And, and actually we, we do the announcing on the, on the, on the stream for Mac college. But, uh, if, if you're not doing anything tonight, head out to, uh, the sports center Bulldogs and Sterling, the Sterling women 16th in the country. If you want to see an incredible women's team, Sterling's been putting up about 85 points a game. So Bulldog women are going for a third straight. Right. Bulldog men for a fourth straight yeah, win. Yeah, Bulldog men uh, been playing great basketball. Both teams coming off a two-game road sweep. Uh, York and, and St. Mary, uh, big wins, uh, especially for the Mac men. Winning at York and St. Mary, those are two really tough places to play. And anytime you can get a win on the road in the KCAC, that's just an extra bonus. Steve, can I make a suggestion to you? Go ahead. I don't like to tell you how to do your job very often. Sure. Do you agree with that? I'm, I don't ever no, sit here and say, count. Steve, don't say that. Don't do that. Oh, no. Steve, don't say that. Okay. But I will make one suggestion to you. So let's say there is a girl on one of the basketball teams that we broadcast for who very clearly went and got a spray tan, and her skin is looking a little orange. You could tell that she had uh, spent a little too much time with that spray tan lotion. and Okay, I, I, I don't ever say anything about that. Now, my suggestion here is don't say that she can really disguise the basketball because the basketball is orange oh, on I, her I skin. Know, I know where you're going. Because did you see what the San Francisco 49ers radio analyst Tim Ryan said? I saw that. So Tim Ryan, after the 49ers played the Ravens, Tim Ryan has your role. He's the color guy. Right. And Is this, he confused? Do you think he's confused like I am? No, I think he I think he's really got his head on straight. Okay. You're you're I'm just confused. You're sporadic. <laughs> but Tim Ryan, I don't think this was on the game broadcast. I think it was on like a coach's show or, or some sort of show that was not during the game. And he said something along the lines of, 
Well, Lamar Jackson is really able to disguise the football well in the read option game because he can disguise the football with his skin. He's able to, because whenever he goes for that exchange, if he puts that football on his right forearm, you can't tell where the football ends and the arm begins. That is just an absolute stupid, ill, just a blows my mind comment. That's just a dumb comment. And isn't it amazing that Patrick Mahomes is able to throw the football? Yeah. With the football just standing out in his hand. You can see it. Right. Isn't it amazing? Christian McCaffrey, how can he run like that whenever the football's just standing out? You can see it. Well, that... I Isn't said, that amazing? I, wow. I'm surprised the guy still has a job. I, I think it was meant not in a mean way. But it was a dumb thing It wasn't say. a real smart comment. No. I, it wasn't meant to be mean. And, and I understand that that people are upset. How did Lamar by it. Jackson? Has he responded? I haven't seen a comment from him. I've seen a couple of his teammates, like Mark Ingram. He used an emoji to describe it. And the do you know what emoji is? Yeah. He used a clown. Well, it was a clown comment. It, it wasn't a real good comment. So my suggestion to you is, Steve, when we're at a basketball game tonight, if some girl has a really bad spray tan and her skin's looking a little orange. Just don't say don't, don't I, say that. Wow, she's really able to carry the basketball. Well, I don't think I would probably say something. Like I, I'm I, I'm just giving you some advice. W- will you take that advice? I'll take it because I'm not worried that I'll need it. <laughs> I think I think I saw that yesterday I, and immediately I think thought done, of you. I think I've done enough games and written enough stories that I'm politically correct and just human correct. Well, yeah, I, I I saw that story yesterday and immediately thought of you and said, would Steve say that? And I said, no, I don't think he would say that. So good for you. Unless I got hit upside the head and I got just totally confused. Man, that ball, it's, but I, it's camouflaged I, 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 in I, there. I just, when I, I saw that when I went home for lunch today and I'm just, I, I didn't get to see what Stephen A. Smith said about it. I'll bet he went crazy. I'm sure he wasn't real thrilled. Yeah, he, he probably went crazy. Here's the quote. He's really good at that fake, Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football and with a dark uniform, you could not see that thing. I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of the mesh point. Does you think he realized as soon as he said that how stupid it was? No, I, I bet it was just one of those things. And you and I are in this job, Steve, where we sit here and talk, and during a game broadcast, we talk for three hours. We sit here and talk for 30 minutes. And whenever you and I take off the headphones and go sit down, we don't remember every word that we said. No. And, and the thing I always hear from people in the broadcast business is, it's not the thing that you thought would get you fired. It's always something that you didn't really think about it. You went, oh, I, I didn't mean it that way. That always gets you in trouble. And I can't imagine that he walked away and went, wow, that's going to get me in trouble. I bet he just went, oh, I can't even believe I said that. Well, it didn't, I didn't mean it that way. First thing I hope he did, I hope he... Apologize. He has sent out an apology. Yeah. So interesting. I just my advice for you, Steve, don't do that. Well, I hope that I know enough about life that I wouldn't. uh, Well, you've been around for what ninety-eight years. Yeah, seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. So you you should know a lot about life. Yeah. Steve, we have a busy show today. Oh yeah. A lot to talk about because we are getting ready for Bullpup Basketball's home opener tomorrow night, as they will be be? taking on the Andover Trojans. We we're not we're hoping we're home tomorrow night. I sure hope so. But yeah. we'll dive into that a little bit more later. We, we want to talk about both these teams and give you a little insight, a little preview for what's coming up with them. The other thing I wanted to hit on real quick, 
before we you know we got to kill another like two minutes here. Okay. Are you excited? Well, you won't be watching it, but to keep up with Dallas and Chicago on Thursday night football. Uh, where it's in Chicago, isn't it? I believe it is because I think Dallas has been home the last couple. It's in Chicago, could be a Soldier t- Field. I'll tell you, the Cowboys are doing everything they can to back in to the NFC East title because if they lose tonight, they're six and seven. And they're still in first place. They're sure to being in first place. How are the Bears six and six? I feel like they've been terrible. They have been terrible, and, and they're six and six. Well, and the thing is, the Bears were a mirage last year. They did it with smoke and mirrors. They had a great defense. Their offense is just not very good. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky's just. Did not- you know that the Bears took Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? I know. Did you know that? And they traded up. And got some. They traded like two first round. Did you know that? I did know that. They show that on every broadcast, and the Bears fans are sitting how, there going, "Stop reminding us." Why? How is the Bears personnel guy still have a job? E. Yeah, bad pick. So who are you taking? I'm going to take the Bears. I just I think Dallas is just Dallas isn't very good. And you look at Dallas's offense. Right, the last few games, Dak Prescott's not been good, and they've got some guys on defense hurt. Uh, the guy from uh, Boise State, the linebacker with the real long name. Van. Vanderbosch or whatever his name is. Vanderbesh. I don't know. <laughs> Bangladesh. I don't know. But he's out tonight. And Dallas, I mean, I think Dallas. Vanderash, there you go. I think Dallas is under so much pressure because Jerry Jones, of course, just makes comments after every game. Jason Garrett knows he's going to get fired at the end of the year. So if, if Dallas somehow wins their division, it's just by default, just by Philadelphia, just – shooting themselves in the foot. Philadelphia is a better football team. And I think they play either like the last week of the season or I think it's the next to last week maybe they play each other. But that's going to be the game that determines who wins what I call the NFC least. Ooh, there you go, Steve. Yeah. Fired it up. How, how original is that? Look at you. I think you a got lot of, it. I think a few people have used that one before. No. All right, Steve. Let's take our first break. When we come back, let's talk a little bullpup basketball and what's coming up tomorrow night and for the 2019-2020 seasons. For these McPherson I teams, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve Sell. Yes, sir. It's an exciting day for a lot of people tomorrow. The beginning of the Bullpup basketball season. We spent all day yesterday ooing and aahing at the great history and record books of the Bullpup basketball teams, but now it's time to stop talking about all the history. Doesn't matter what's happened in the grand scheme of the last 90 years of Bullpup basketball. It's time to dive into what's going to happen here over the next three and a half months. You're absolutely right. And if you go to midkansasonline.com, uh, I wrote a column day about the schedule that these McPherson High teams will be playing. That's right. And I think I counted up the boys are going to be playing 11 games against teams that are currently ranked in the state. Yeah, I remember now Augusta and Bueller, they'll play twice. So it's like, you know, nine opponents. Uh, but And then the girls. I think have seven or eight, something like that. These teams, anywhere, any place, anytime, they'll play whoever. And you really got to admire the 
coaches Kinneman and Stradman play such a difficult schedule because, let's face it, the end game is to be playing on Saturday in the last games of the year in March. And, Steve, we've seen it the last few years, what that level of competition is like at the state tournament, not just for the weekend games in the Final Four, but for a first round as well. In order to just be in that eight, to play in that first game, you've got to bring it. And there are so many good teams in 5A. And like you've mentioned in terms of scheduling, the teams will start off with Andover tomorrow night at home. Then they will go on the road for back-to-back games at Andover Central on Tuesday, which the girls were a below 500 team, but bring almost everybody back. They got the Wilborn girl who can really play. And then Andover Central's boys, the defending state champions in 5A. Then on Friday, they make the trip down to Derby to take on a couple of very good Panther teams. The boys came on strong at the end of the year last year. Derby's girls, of course, have to replace McDonald's All-American Kennedy Brown. Well, her little sister apparently is doing a fine, will be doing a fine job of that. And I think that it's a good thing for them so far that she is the little sister and is still very young. Right. That's the thing that, that makes them feel a little bit better. But these teams for McPherson, which one do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about boys. the girls. Let's talk about the girls first. Well, this girls team, they've been a lot of fun to watch at practice. And yeah. I, I say this a lot that they are so far advanced from what other teams at this level probably are or should be at this time of year. Part of that is because it's a great program where they know exactly what they want to do. They get a lot of work in over the summer. But it's also a group that has so much experience. And maybe not the starting experience or or the monster game experience, but all these girls have played in a ton of games when you look up and down the roster. You start with Lakin Schieffer, who will miss a lot of this season, beginning of the season with her knee injury. She's played in 71 games. Grace Pyle has played in 44 games. Cassie Cooks has played in 56 games. Andrea Sweat, 64. Emma Ruddle, 48. And remember, another 20 at Canton Galva. Cassidy Beam, 23. There are so many minutes logged, games logged with these girls that are coming back. And that's something that I think is going to be very important early on in the season, not to mention... You have four seniors, and all of them will be playing sports at the college level, three of them basketball at the college level. Yeah, and what, you know, I've been out a couple times, and I just love this team's balance. I love their athleticism. I love how they shoot the ball. I love how they, you know, they're very unselfish. I mean, there could be a game where a player gets 20 the next game, she doesn't even score, but will make a big contribution because. It'll be a different player every night. I mean, I I think once Lake and Sheafrick's back, they've got six, legitimately six starters. Uh, Cassidy Beam will be starting on Friday in Sheafrick's place. Cassidy Beam would be the best player on a lot of the teams, or several, I shouldn't say a lot, but several of the teams the Bullpups play this year. She would probably be their best player. So it just shows you how deep they are. I look for some really breakout years. I think Andrea Sweat, you know, she's she's kind of been under the, under the radar or off the radar these first three years. She's had some injury problems, but she's healthy. I like what she was doing in practice. She's very crafty around the basket, has a yeah. lot of cutting and guile. Uh, Emma Ruddle, maybe the best athlete in the state is in terms of just running up and floor, running up and down the floor, jumping. Uh, then you got Cassie Cooks, who inside, you know, she is just strong. It looks like every rebound is going to be hers. And then you got Grace Pyle who is the complete package. She can really shoot it. She can handle it. She can rebound. She can drive. Um, you know, I, I look for her to just have a I think she monster. can dunk. 
well, if they have the goal down right now, she probably can if the goal's still getting repaired. But but I just I just love the balance on this team. And then, of course, when Lakin comes back, I, I'll be surprised if Lakin plays before January 1st. Maybe, you know, I think she goes to the doctor next week and uh, she hasn't been cleared yet, but she's doing a lot of drills, dribbling drills and things like that off to the side. And, and really, to me, the bullpups aren't complete until she's on the floor because she is the glue that holds this team together. She, you know, I always call her the queen of calm yeah. because she never seems to get rattled on the floor, just plays so under control. But when this team has all their operatives operating at 100%, they're going to be tough to beat. They I remember really- last year Steve Lakin was first team all league and should have been the league MVP. Yeah. There was a weird thing in the voting well, that, that it just didn't work I, out I, right. I that, think it was an anti-McPherson vote. That she should have been the league MVP. Right. So it's whenever you can get her back on the floor, of course it's great. And the other thing that I see with this team that maybe won't be talked about as much besides maybe you and I, this is a really good defensive team yeah they force a ton of turnovers and last year they held their opponents to 35 points per game yeah 35 points per game at the high school level especially the way that the teams play here in this half of the state that is not a lot of offense and when you can hold teams to 35 points per game you're going to win a lot of games well they're they got athletes. I mean, these are just great athletes, and they turn that athleticism into you know just tremendous pressure on the defensive end. Then you got with Andrea Sweat playing you know major minutes now. She's so long. She is you know anyone takes the ball to basket. She's got those long arms, just knock them away. And then Cassie Cooks. You know, remember Cassie Cooks started the first ten games her sophomore year while her sister was recovering from knee surgery. Yeah, so, she started 21 games in her career. Yeah, so she she is definitely experienced. Uh, you know, she again, last year she could have been the best player on a lot of teams. I don't know. I can't remember how many games she started last year. But, you know, she was always – Three. Three, yeah. Because Maggie Leaf started in the post, and they were a great tandem inside. And, and now Cassie's going to go, you know, big minutes. Uh, Andrea's going to go big minutes. And then, of course, you'll have Emma – and Grace, Cassidy, and Lakin. And then you got about three or four sophomores who aren't bad. I mean, they've got some players that uh, they're going to develop this year because, boy, when they lose those four seniors after this year, uh, those are going to be big shoes to fill. Now, on the boys' side, Steve, I've talked about all this experience and games logged that are coming back for the boys, or on the for the girls. On the boys' side, it is almost the exact opposite. Right. That they have one starter returning in Cody Stuffelbeam, and then even the other guys that are back, they haven't played that many games. Right. Cooper Courtney has played 29. Hayes Schmidt has played 14. Seth Madrid has played 21. While Cody's played 54 and started every game last year, it is a team that does not have a ton of experience being starters, being regulars, but it's a team that does have a lot of experience in being in this system. Right. Every guy you mentioned in this, Sam Pyle, another one, all these guys have been around a long time, and they've been waiting for their opportunity, and they've all worked really hard this summer. I mean, I've watched them all summer long, all fall long, all winter so far, that these guys have taken huge steps this summer. Well, Coach Kinneman and the guy that's going to heap a bunch of praise early on in the season, he's always going to say, we got, you know, we got a lot of room for improvement, we're going to get better. But I think he really likes this team. He likes how they play together. There's better chemistry this year. Uh, I think one of the things is the football guys got to get into basketball shape. I don't think they're quite in basketball shape yet. I think you're going to see 
uh, Coach Kinnaman sub a little more early in the year than he probably will later in the year. He's got to develop some bench, though. Right now, uh, it's not a very deep team. It's about, what, six, seven players tops probably. I'd say seven players deep. Eight. Eight. And uh, But, you know, they've got some size. Uh, Cody's just wide inside. I mean, he takes up a lot of space. I And I think the two players who are the X factors, Hay Schmid and Cooper Courtney. Because Cooper Courtney is going to be a matchup problem for teams because he's 6'4". He's very long. He can shoot the three, but he can also take it to the basket. And Hay Schmid can just flat out shoot the basketball. We've seen him in practice sometimes get on a roll where he just doesn't miss. Now, last year, you know, he battled some health problems. We never saw the real Hay Schmid last year. He seems to be healthy this year. And when he gets on a roll, especially teams are going to be collapsing a lot on Cody Stuffel being inside, collapsing on Cooper Courtney. Those guys will kick that ball out. Hay Schmid should get at least seven or eight really good looks at threes. Eli Pyle, another guy that can really shoot it. You know, he's, he's, he's kind of got to be open. Both those guys, though, have to be open. They're not guys that are really going to create their offense on their own, but they're going to take advantage of what the defense gives them. And if they get their feet set, they're going to knock down a lot of threes this year. The other thing that I think this boys team will be able to do very well is defend. Right. And you've mentioned some of the length. Cody Steffel being 6'5", Sam Pyle 6'4", Cooper Courtney 6'4", Seth Madron 6'1", but a long 6'1". Yeah, I didn't even mention Seth Madron. He's the best probably pure athlete on the team. Uh, he's 6'1". He can dunk from a standing jump, basically. He's got incredible spring. Of course, his grandpa, the great Mel Wright, who once guarded Wilt Chamberlain when he played at Oklahoma State against KU. Well, Wilt was only like 5'8", wasn't he? I think I think he was seven. I think Mel came up to his maybe the middle of his chest because Mel was about <laughs> six two, six one. But uh, Seth Madron, just incredible athlete. And once a guy really starts to knock down some shots from the outside, we know he can take it to the basket. One on one, he is going to be so explosive that I just don't know if teams can stop him. And if you play zone against the Bull Pups, I think you know the wing guys can knock it down. So I think Coach Kinneman is really excited about this team. It's, it's like a new team almost, other than really Cody. Yeah. And uh, I think Jayton Alexander, people are going to love him at the point. He, he plays basketball like he plays football, heat-seeking missile. He'll be diving on the floor. His dad wasn't too bad a player. No. I think he was like a first-team All-American at McPherson College. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, not bad. There's a big picture of him over at the sports center. That's right. And he plays a lot like his dad. Uh, Josh was not a great shooter but he was a great score, and there's a difference. You know, guys can just stack up, stand out there and stroke it all day long and be great scores. But Josh Alexander, when he played, he took it hard to the basket. He drew a lot of fouls, made a lot of free throws. We're excited, Steve. Oh, yeah. It's always fun to get the high school basketball season going. You bet. Let's take our final break, talk about it a little more after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. 
So, Steve, we've talked about it all week, getting ready for some bullpup basketball tomorrow night, but the winter sports season really begins tonight That's as right. the wrestlers will be down at El Dorado. El Dorado? Well, maybe by some. By some. But, no, um, Coach Kretzer has done an amazing job since taking over for Rich Settle as head coach. He's put his own stamp on the program. This is a bullpup wrestling team. It's got a chance to be very, very good. Got some three guys that could win a state championship, and I think they're very deep. Bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> wow, my face exploded. He just turned and knocked the microphone out of the way and Man. exploded. Is that a, oh, it's on the wall over oh, there. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> Steve, cover up your mouth. God, that's brutal. I, no, that's not really what's happened, but you're being very graphic for the people out there. Well, sometimes they got to know what goes on behind the scenes at KBBE. <laughs> Normally, Steve just comes in with like a, a tank top on, and it's just very revealing. I don't, I don't wear it. And so we just want him to cover up. It, you know, we, the listeners, luckily they're just listeners yeah. and not viewers. But I, uh, getting back, Bullpup Wrestling, the girls will open on Saturday. That's they're, right. They're going to have a meet at the uh, uh, at the high school. I think they're going to – I'm not sure if they're using both gyms or not. I know the auxiliary gym will be busy. I'm guessing they're going to have – both gyms going because there's just so much action going on. I'm sure the fish man will be on the PA getting the job done. There'll be some swimming yeah, going on down in Wichita. Yeah, and uh, if, if you go to midkansasonline.com, got my pre-seed up on that. Matt Cotton, now the head coach. Matt Morrow, three-time Kansas Coach of the Year. Due to work obligations, he's the assistant coach this year because he can't devote as much time you know, as he'd like. So he's turned it over to Matt Cotton, who's a former bullpup swimmer. But uh, it's not bad to have an assistant coach who is a three-time Kansas Coach of the Year, which is voted on by his peers. Yeah. And they've got some really – you know, they only have 13 kids on the team, but they've got two of the best in the state in uh, Will Powers and Justice Hampton. Those two guys, no McPherson swimmer has ever won an individual gold medal at state, but Hampton and Powers both have a chance this year. Steve, tonight, Bulldog Basketball, yeah. Sports Center. Yeah, we'll be out Six there. o'clock. Yeah. Eight o'clock as they take on Sterling. Yeah. So, uh, and if you uh, if go to Mac College Bulldogs, was it MacCollegeBulldogs.com, I think? How about MacBulldogs.com? How about that? MacBulldogs.com, and you can listen to us on there. You get on that website every day, Steve. No, not necessarily. Stats takes care of a lot of Dax stuff. Stats is nice. Stats is a good website to go to so we'll be doing that tomorrow on the show we've got to talk chiefs patriots oh yeah do you do any more fearless forecaster no is he fearless. done fearless is done that's sort of lame that fearless just calls it quits for the winter well he's weak what can i say he's yeah, weak i agree he's weak mentally that's Very true weak. You need to fire him maybe he could do big 12 games but just the saturday games well could do that but i i I think Fearless is probably on his way out. Yeah, he's he's a loser. Yeah, he is a loser. I tell him that every time he comes in. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.